0: What's going on, guys? You're listening into Screecher Report. Um, just got done watching the FGCU versus Dartmouth game. Uh, it's Monday night. This is our post pod on that game. Um, just got to jump right into it. We're uh, all pretty, pretty sad. <laughs> um, what's up, guys? We got Brian back. Brian was a little bit, um, you know, MIA and, uh this, you know, yesterday, but that's fine. That's fine.
1: He's um doing very important you things. You alive? Catching Brian, up on some sleep after a long weekend.
0: Brian's car battery died today. Yeah, it was Damn, great. that sucks. <laughs> hmm <laughs> Yeah. Right, anyways, we got Brian here, Elliot, and Viva La Russ. Hello. Um, Elliot predicted a victory in this one, but it was not to be the case. Um, FGCU ends up with 49 points. Dartmouth with 55 Um and it looks like a half-time score. That's the <laughs> final.
2: My my cosmic powers do not exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elliot's Elliot's cosmic powers have proven to be false, and so we need to find another source of power, of predictions, and maybe I think I think Brian might be able to give us that. I'll try. I mean. But no. Uh, as of now, what are you Elliot? You're one in. No, you're two and one in your predictions. So you've lost the crown
2: Mm mm-hmm
0: but uh, okay so um thoughts guys (laughs) a lot to improve on a lot um I don't even want to harp on what we can look forward to from this game there were bright spots but I don't think it even deserves us (laughs) talking about it I think we've kind of hit that enough it's it's a reality that there is a that you know there is there's a silver lining that is going to happen. It, I still, I'm still in the same mindset of we're growing. Um, and we're just going to need time, but it's going to be probably till January until we really start getting it going. Um, so I haven't lost faith in that, but tonight we just look kind of abysmal on the defensive end.
2: Didn't shoot very well. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm very frustrated. Um, it was not a good game. I think it's the worst game that we've played thus far. Um, Brian, like you said earlier over text, you know, we scored 41 points against UMBC at at the half and this game, a total of 49. Granted, you know, we limited Dartmouth to what 50, 55, but still, I mean, um, there was a lot of head shaking. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Um, I don't know.
0: What's fresh? What's frustrating is the amount of times in the second half that they gave us the opportunity to not pull away, but like to even. Oh, there was. We gave us. They gave us so many opportunities to get back in the game. Yeah, there was. There were stretches
2: just, of missed shots on their end, and it's like, guys, now's our chance to tie it or take the lead. And and we just, it seemed like we were. I like the up tempo pace, but it seems like we were pushing it at the wrong times
3: Mm.
2: and forcing too many errors and mistakes. And then it would just lead to a fast break point for them. And it never worked out for us.
3: Right. I I agree with that. It was, we would do something positive. We would finally capitalize on all these missed shots that these high percentage shooters are missing on Dartmouth. We capitalize and score our own three, our own and one or whatever. And, and then it was, we get so excited or something and just want to push your tempo all the way to a hundred and do something reckless, you know, turn the ball over or take a bad shot trying to make offense when there wasn't any, when, you know, you got to, for me, at least from what I know, it's you pick and choose when you're going to be up tempo like that. You know, if say you get a steal on defense and you run down the court, it's fast break points, bam, you're going fast and you can kind of continue that momentum. But when it's, just you finally make a shot you can't just get excited and you know go wild you gotta just you gotta pick and choose
0: yep possibly what's most disappointing for me is like just it's kind of two-sided there's our, our down low presence is non-existent and that's just kind of something we're gonna have to um, just come to terms with and not try and force it down low and not even, it, we wouldn't even be, you know, Justice Rainwater would kind of be getting somewhat of a good position, but even even in that case, like, a lot of times, like, it seems like he was having a hard time getting into, you know, a good position to receive a pass down low on a guy that's, like, not even super athletic, so it's a little bit scary to me um, in that sense. And so, you know, that's my first point is, like, you know, when when those things happen – it seemed like we would just try and throw it down down low and even though it wasn't even really there but the pass itself they were pre- they were pretty bad um yeah there, there, like- was, there was
2: there were some bad passes but also i noticed a lot of awareness that was not there like there was a few times where rainwater would have a perfect opportunity to catch the pass and it's like he catches it and he doesn't re- he doesn't even think he's going to get it and at that point it's too late to, to really Put it in motion and you got to throw it back out or, or kind of just you know pray for something to go in um there was a lot of glimpses of of good and then it just seemed like at that same moment it was taken away and we're back to you know struggling so silver yeah, lining mean, is uh... you know it's we're gonna burst through at any moment but
3: it sure it's painful right. while we're not
2: yeah
0: it's painful right now. We just have to kind of rely on that, like hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're seeing a common trend here. We got Cato and Scott both in double figures. Cato with twelve and Scott with sixteen. Um, they combined for twenty eight points, and then the rest of the team combined for twenty one together. And we only had four points off the bench, so Oof. we're definitely gonna need some other people to step up if we're going to want to have a chance in some of these games. We can't rely on Caddo and Scott every single game. What's probably more frustrating is the fact that if we would have, if
0: our bench would have played how we've been playing somewhat, <laughs> we probably would have, we probably would have come away with a win.
2: Something to, to look at um, in this it's kind of like a duh stat because we've lost every game thus far, but we've taken we've taken less shots than every team we played, substantially less than the St. Louis game. But I think we also need to get up more shots. I mean, part of that is just you know not winning and them playing better defense. But I um, don't. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I,
3: I get you. It's it's. I mean, you got to shoot to make shots, right? You of course don't want to just shoot because oh we have to shoot more. Let's shoot. Cause the worst thing to do is take a bad shot. But I think, I think that goes along with, I think that's directly tied to using defense to create offense. And the biggest struggle we've had so far, besides, you know, glaring ineffectiveness from, from the four and five position so far is, is um, just uh, cohesion on defense. Sometimes it looks really good. Sometimes our zone is, is really tight. Um, and other times like today, for example, we were, they even mentioned it in the broadcast. We were relying on our fours and fives to cover the corners when when Dartmouth was spreading the, their players out super wide. And in rotation, that was making players like Rainwater have to jump out to the corner and guard somebody shooting three. And they weren't always getting there in time. Um, in the second half, they ended up having somebody shadow Knight because he was kind of going wild down low. Um, and that ended up being rainwater for a bit, but I don't know if that actually proved effective or not to have somebody shadow him, but just things like that. It's, it's, the defense is a work in progress right now. And I think as that comes along, we're going to start, you know, um, it's going to lead to taking more shots just cause we'll have the ball more.
2: Another, sorry. Another irritating thing is, uh, is 50, 50 balls. I mean, I know it's kind of luck, but it's it's probably more skill than it is luck, and it just seems like we cannot grab one of those 50-50 balls to save our life. You know, once we get in a cluster and it's the time to rebound, it's like tip, tip, tap, tap, and it goes to the other team, and there we are again with they get second chance opportunity or they get a fast break, and that's another bucket or two that we're down. So that's that's frustrating on the rebounding side. and, and
0: It seems like every rebound we go up for – our first instinct wasn't to grab it and pull it down. It was to poke it up, and you know, they—not saying they're doing that on purpose, but that's just honestly what it felt like. And that's pretty, pretty darn frustrating to see that, um, and especially to see the other team come away with the ball and then just go right down and hit a transition three. Um. Yeah. It's much just like a push and pull. Especially today, w- w- that would happen. You know, we would we would lose a fifty fifty ball. We'd go down. We're only down by three, and they they pull up a three. They miss it. We get another chance, and we just give it up again. Give it up again. And they miss a three. That that was. That's what made that end of that game pretty hard to watch. Uh, so,
3: as far as players off the bench, though, like, I'm. I just. I am so patiently and angrily almost on the verge of that, at least waiting for Sam Gagliardi to show how good, you know, he is. You give it an example of performance that, that really showcases his ability to shoot threes. Cause it's clear to see in warmups, it's clear to see in practice and all that, that he is a three point specialist. You look at his, his, you know, numbers from seasons past and it's high, you know, he can shoot threes. But we're three games into this thing, and he hasn't had a good game from behind the line yet. And, you know, it's it's just frustrating. You know it'll happen, but while it isn't happening, it, it's it's not fun.
0: In definite glimpses of Gagliardi having such a nice shot, it's just unfortunate to see him just go 0 for 3 from the 3 tonight.
1: It'll come with time. Um, thinking back to years past, last year De Niro had a long stretch where he wasn't making his threes. Uh, in the past, uh he would go through stretches where he couldn't hit anything. Uh, I feel like a lot of the time, three-point specialists need to get into a groove, and once they find it, then they'll go on a nice little run. So hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. But I'm sure he'll get his stride.
2: Yeah, it's just tough to start the season that way, kind of in that funk.
0: Almost like it started with the funk. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. That's a good. <laughs> it's that's a good band name funk. or, yeah, or no, song title. Most <laughs> of the time, I want to be in Funky Town, but or not Funky now.
2: Town. Not right now. <laughs> no, tonight is Depresso Town. Um, we did UNBC, and tonight we shot 34, percent which is. Not, not an improvement. Not the definition good. of not an improvement. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not sure. Gotta, I'm not sure what needs tweaking the most. If it's if it's defense, which will then lead to offense, or if our offense just needs some. I think it's everything. But you know what I'm saying is. Yeah. A lot of the times when when a team's struggling, it's one or the other that kind of needs that that tweak. In this case, I think it's both. Um, You know, I think our defense, like we've talked about, is showing glimpses of of good and and greatness. But the offense isn't clicking yet.
3: Well, I mean, we are – this is a positive that we're going to have a good, you know, four or five days now to work on some of these things. You know, we had two days between UMBC and Dartmouth. And now, you know, Coach Fly and the guys have, like I said, four or five days to – to address some of the concerns from both of those games, some of the techniques that can be better, you know, things of that nature, and game plan for Mercer, and you know, it's a lot more time to, to do those things, to correct some mistakes and try to, you know, really change change how things are going versus Mercer.
2: Speaking of Mercer. They
0: just beat Kennesaw State, right? Yep,
2: seventy four to sixty two. So that'll be something to watch, uh, you know, how we do against Mercer Friday. We'll kind of maybe tell the tale of what's to come against Kennesaw, some other ace on teams. But, again, it's it's too early um, to, to fully yeah. get to conclude stuff. But they actually, I'm looking at the stats of that game, and they both shot like crap too. Mercer shot 36% and Kennesaw, sh- Kennesaw shot 31
0: All right, well, guys, um, that wraps up our our post pod here. We got, like we said, a big game Friday night. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a big game. I guess I will. It's kind of, if we lose that game, 0-4. Didn't taste very good in my mouth. (laughs) Um, But uh, Elliot and I will be going up there, so hopefully the boys pull it out. Um, Happy birthday, Russell.
3: Hope you had a great day. Happy birthday, Russell.
2: Do we all want to sing? Do a little harmonizing?
3: Ooh, I'd like that very much. I don't know if our listeners would.
2: It's going to be hard on the phone.
0: (laughs) No, how about Russell sings us a happy birthday song to himself?
3: No, I don't sing after a loss. (laughs) It's it's a rule.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Alright guys, well, we will catch you Friday um, after the game. We'll have a post pod for you um, at that time and um, we'll be live. Well, not live. We'll be Semi live from Macon as uh, myself and Elliot will bring you guys a post pod from the road. Um, until then, we'll see you guys next time. Go Eagles!